Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you Inky Savages are joining us here for episode number 145 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Glad to be here, glad you're here with us, and glad to, very happy and grateful for your continued support with the Pentertainment Podcast and all things Pentertainment related. And the best way to show your support is by shopping at Gold Spot Pens using the affiliate link in the description below. And make sure that you also use new coupon code because for some reason Tom feels it's necessary to change the coupon code every month. I'm not sure why. He explained it to me, but I wasn't paying attention due to uh, a willing onset of ADHD when he likes to talk about these logistics. But please check out the affiliate link in the description. Click on that, make all your pen purchases, and use the new coupon code, which is... Tom? Potato. The new coupon code is POTATO. <laughs> oh, man. Did we really choose that? I mean, I was just joking, but are we really going with POTATO? Yes, we are going with POTATO. I've okay. already announced it to everybody in the office. This is the new – because we always talk about the promo codes and things because some, sometimes people call up and they're like, oh, I'm trying to use this promo code. It was – Oh, I don't know that one. You know, so we need to be aware of all the promo codes. And okay. now that the Roy has changed from oink to potato, and and I had to also explain the reason why <laughs> it's potato is Roy misses eating potatoes. So Right. So mm -hmm. due to my ketogenic diet and my eating habits, I haven't had potatoes in a very long time. I do miss potatoes and when he asked about a coupon code, the first thing that popped into my head was potato. potato. So please use coupon code potato. Potato. <laughs> potato spelled P-O-T. I forgot how to spell potato. I'm just kidding. I knew how to spell potato. P-O-T-A-T-O. Coupon code potato at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the Gold Spot affiliate link website. Some exclusions do apply. Now you could also get your hands on the Endless Regalia Daily 2023 Planners, because they are here. And they're loaded with features like habit and appointment trackers, weekly indicators on the daily page, holiday calendars, world time zone map, and much more. You get all of these features in two attractive colors, black and beige. Ooh, so that's what the read so says. It says you get all these features in two attractive colors, black and beige, both colors bordering on the line of boring but okay i guess they're attractive so that's what black uh, they should just be honest you get these features in two standard boring colors black and beige get them now to make 2023 your most organized year yet but check out the new endless recorders and the new regalia paper you will probably like it i don't know i haven't had one myself i'm still working through my endless recorder which i love I'm sorry, my Nebula note, which I also love, which I love dearly. But looking at the pictures, these regalia planners do look pretty cool. So make sure you pick yours up. You can pick them up at Goldspot, right, Tom? Mm, I wish I could say that, but the dated stuff, that that being that it's a 2023 planner, unfortunately, no, it's not something that Goldspot carries. But okay, you can so still you, find yeah. the regalia paper in the endless recorder notebooks. For sure, but the 2023 stuff, unfortunately, no. Oh, okay. So you can't pick these up. You can't pick up the 2023 planners at Goldspot, but you can get the regular notebooks. So pick up the regular notebooks and go somewhere else, like, I don't know, Penn Chalet to get the planner, because they probably have them, maybe. I don't know. That's not a pl free plug for them. But check them out. They're good planners, I guess. And they're apparently really attractive. <laughs> Very attractive. <laughs> right. So, you know, plain old black and beige, you know, must be really attractive. So get them now to make 2023 your most organized year yet. What a great read. And last but not least, please don't forget to check out my good friend Neil over at brlcoffeeco.com for access to the greatest and bestest coffee ever created in the history of anything ever created ever. That they is got a bold fantastic. statement. That is a, a, it's not a blonde statement. It's a bold statement. Oh, touche. You see I like what it. I did with the mm. coffee terminology there? Yes. Yeah. You're coming on strong with that. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm like, I'm on a roll here. So 
Please check out brlcoffeeco.com and please use coupon code ROY at checkout for an additional savings on all products on the brlcoffeeco.com website. So that's it for sponsorships. This week we have a few things that I want to talk about, one of which is a pen. Boom, boom. I want to talk about this oh, pen. Oh, the Kilk. I want, yeah, Kilk. We're going to talk about Kilk because I don't know much about it. So stay tuned. But before we get started with this week's episode of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcasts, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned. You have more. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. Stage 7. I ended up going to the Christmas tree lighting. I and, saw on Instagram, and you ended up yeah. seeing uh, Dante there at the Panida store. Right. And because of, unfortunately, let me describe what the Panida event was like. Unfortunately? Yeah. Okay. See, I actually warned Dante about this, but Dante really doesn't have anything to do with it. That's management for the Panida store. I told okay. him, like, listen, I have a very strong feeling that since you planned your Panida event on the same day as the Christmas tree lighting, the store's probably going to get cut off from public access once the streets get filled to capacity to view the tree. Right. So me being me, I was 100% right. So when I passed by the Panayer store, it was like the employees, Dante, and one customer leaving. Wow. And that's what it was for the rest of the night. And it was just too and bad. And you come in, you're like, hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, you hello. Know. Hello, everybody. Where did I get that from? So, hey, no, really, where did I get that from? <laughs> <laughs> No, so it was really I good. I was, I was really happy to see him. You know, it was really good to reconnect with him because I haven't seen him in a long time. And we, you know, message each other back and forth here and there and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. what a spry old dude. He got so much energy. It's like by the That's time I got I want. him. When I yeah. get older, I want to be that that guy that, the, like, the older people are like, oh, that's a young whippersnapper. It's like, no, I'm yeah. still, I'm still he's, with he's, it. He's just got so much energy and spunk. It's mm-hmm. like he's older than I am, and I'm, you know, 42. By the time I walked into the store, I was already tired, right? <laughs> because I went to Bill's Burger <laughs> before that. And just navigating everything and the crowd and all the people and getting through and stuff like that really just tired me out. But Bill's Burger has this great menu, and on the menu, did they have options? Did they have a uh, did they have a steak with hamburger buns next to it? No, no. But they had a keto my heart. It was called keto my heart on the menu. What that was is a double cheeseburger with. Lettuce, onion, tomatoes, okay, a fried egg, a side of avocado, and extra cheese, and bacon. That's right. So it was very keto, dirty keto, but it was very keto. But anyway, by the time I got into the store, I was like already exhausted. So I don't know how he had so much energy. For him, it wasn't a tragedy because he just probably to him it was just a relaxing night, right? I'm sure he gets paid whether there's people there or not. Right. I mean. Especially, too, as they get to be there during the momentous occasion of the tree lighting, he must have enjoyed at least some part of that, you know, to be well, there. Well, that street, the Panider store doesn't over, doesn't see the tree. Oh, and maybe second, he, likes, he, like, stepped out to go see it at some point, no, you know? No, no. he didn't. Oh, okay. I was there about a half hour before the tree got lit, and I asked him, hey, why don't you go with me to the to the front to see the tree? And he was like... Nah, I've seen it so many times. He's like, I'm, I'm just going to go relax in my hotel. I'm like, okay. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense because the dude has been around. He's been to pretty much every country on the planet in yeah. his career. He must have seen the tree lighting like three dozen times. So the novelty right? of it is wore off. Yeah, for him, the novelty wore off. And, I, you know, I don't know. Is there a hole in my shirt? Or is that? Oh, no, that's just a piece of that. No, so for him, I guess the novelty <laughs> wore off and it wasn't that big of a deal. So I guess that's that's what it really was. He didn't really seem to care. So even if it was like 20 minutes, 30, 20 minutes, 20 or 30 minutes before the tree lighting, he just he wasn't interested. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to I'm going to go check out this ginormous tree. And it's just the effect that it has. Like, I I guess I had fun Mm -hmm. because 
for me, it's like all this excitement. It's like, all right, cool. The tree lighting, tree lighting, tree lighting, you know. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Tree lighting. Yay! All right, let's go home. That's, yeah, that's, that's really it. what it was. That's really Somebody all it was. Somebody flick the switch on, and that's it, man. That's it. It's over. Yeah. And then the second that they flipped the switch, they were supposed to flip the switch, there was like about a two or three second delay. And everybody was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And Lots of anxiety. We're like, oh, shit, what's going on now? Tree's not lighting. Somebody blew yeah. a fuse. Yeah, and I was like, it was cool. I had, I was like really up close to the tree. And like within 30 minutes, there was no one there. It was like everybody yeah. just – the tree went off. Everybody's like, yay. And then – Did they all go to the Paniter store right after? No. The, uh, probably not. More than likely not. No. Um, okay. Actually, it's a certainty no because by that time I think the store closed. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't too cold, so it was a nice night. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know what been interesting and- if they like try to get people to come to the store by, let's say, having somebody out – you know, in the like, if there was like a, a a way for them to have somebody on the street somehow with like an easel and maybe like doing calligraphy or doing artwork with like maybe making trees with calligraphy brushes using the Paniter ink and then giving out cards to like come to the store to meet the guy that makes the stuff. You know, have you ever been to the tree lighting? Yeah, I yeah, I've been to the. I I know I know that it becomes like a completely mobbed area that's just ridiculously crowded and i'm not yeah in crowds either but yeah i just figured and, maybe and like somewhere along the way they could get people to and secondly that whole block that the paniter store is on was shut off okay. so you couldn't get in or out so that block was completely in total so you empty. couldn't even walk in it, no. it was just completely shut off to all forms of yeah, traffic to, yeah all foot traffic everything the only way you can get in is if like you had business there or something like that and the only way you can get is if you have like a i guess like dante had like a lanyard with a little card in it with his name or something like that that was the only way he can get in yeah so, so they they made it the most like difficult way to be able to get to the store that day and that happened to be a, yeah it was it was they, pretty they much, have an event at the store yeah, they, they picked the wrong day for the event. That that's all there is to it because yeah. you know that block was there were like like metal like barriers like like cage barriers right. along the whole street, cutting off the street and and everything like that. So it was impossible to get in, in there. You know, me, I was able to get in because you know people were like, "Oh, security's like you're Penboy Roy, you go on in." No, I'm just kidding. You know, I schmoozed my way in, but. It, it was, uh, obviously you need no reason i know right. you're the pen boy there's a pen store obviously you belong here you have right. business here <laughs> right <laughs> so basically i was just like you know i just didn't even speak i just walked they just cleared the area and they just let me in and then shut it back down and everything you just like hear that. people so, just whispering to themselves that's the pen boy that's the pen boy He's going to a pen store. What's going right. to happen? Maybe there might be a magical rainbow that just sprouts out of the Paniter store as he walks by. I don't know. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and this is a nice store, though. Did you ever go inside? You still haven't gone in yet. Right? I just saw it from the outside. I mean, mm. yeah. It was, of course, they look like they did it up pretty well when I saw it last year. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I just – but what? The, the, but the, the, the thing that makes it so unattractive to approach is the fact that – it's like no one else is in it except for the people that work there. So. Yeah, because but that was I was also talking about that with with a buddy. As much as I love fountain pens and Paniter, and I'm happy about the fact that there's a Paniter store in Rockefeller Center. What do you think retail space or or that kind Ooh. of thing? What do you think that costs? So expensive monthly? to rent the, these days, and I think one of the the reasons why uh, Fountain Pen Hospital has been around for as long as it has been is it has not had to succumb to the in, the uh, astronomical increases in rent that like well, Arthur I, Brown I, did cuz they cuz they actually own the building the yeah the, yeah Fountain so, Pen Hospital owns a part of the building so yeah, they, they actually, own like a, like a few floors I think a couple Right so they rent out and they're able to like if I guess if Fountain Pen Hospital doesn't or if they go in the red one month they can definitely stay above water because of the rent they're collecting a lot of people don't know that but a lot of the reason why they stay open isn't because it's doing so well that they're staying open but they're staying open just because they love fountain pens and they love the business that they're in 
Well, that's but... that's the reason why you would want to do that for such a long time as you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's not a lucrative business like making apps or no, you know, especially like... especially for Terry and Steve at Fountain Pen Hospital because they're sitting on they're sitting on a lot of money. Sometimes they don't they don't make it back and sometimes they break even and sometimes they do. But every month to the Fountain Bend Hospital is somewhat of a risk because if they lose money, they pull money from the rent they're collecting. If they make money, great. But it's harder and harder for a place like Fountain Pen Hospital to continue to make money considering things are so easily accessible online mm-hmm. and you don't have to take a train or a cab or find parking or whatever to get to fountain pen hospital. Right. Yeah. That's and a lot funny. of things. That's something that people don't really consider when they see prices of things and they're easily saying like, Oh, well, why are they overcharging for this? Like I could get it cheaper elsewhere. It's the, the one word that encapsulates all of it is overhead. So yeah. a place like fountain pen hospital that, is in the city, they have overheads. Any other store would have overheads as far as being able to pay the rent, keep the utilities going, the mm-hmm. you know the the inventory, all that stuff costs money. All that stuff needs to be made up for in the actual sale. So yeah. you know it's like that's that's the reason why a lot of brick and mortar stores have had to go under is that the rents just become so high that. It doesn't make any sense because you can't compete online with pe- with dis- with online retailers sometimes discounting you know far below uh, anything that's reasonable and you know if if you're selling it next to cost it's like well where's the where's the 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 margin to be able then to pay for the overhead of like a shipping department of, yeah you know, and you're the, also you're also missing he has a handful of employees that he has to pay yeah that, wage oh, that's to. a big yeah absolutely yeah so. Yeah, I mean, that's why I keep, even though they're not sponsors, that's why I'm always talking about Fountain Pen Hospital and pushing Fountain Pen Hospital. Well, we talk you know, about a lot of people. We talk yeah. about a lot of the folks in a, in a positive, positive way. And, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to throw us a few dollars, if they wanted to throw you maybe like a few dollars here or there, maybe a free pen every once in a while, it's just, it's, it'd be nice, right? <laughs> you know? But, yeah. but, we're, but we're throwing this stuff out there for free too. So right. there you go. This is, this is the, you know, we want people to have an expansive view of what's out there. And I know that a lot of people don't have the access to go to Fountain Pen Hospital and they can't get up and get, you know, people who even work in the area. And I know this is a fact because I know people who work in the area of Fountain Pen Hospital. Instead of getting up and going to the Fountain Pen Hospital and walking 10, 15 minutes on their lunch break, they'll just order something online, mm. right? And it, it used to be, for me, I would rather, it used to be, I'd rather go to a store and buy something and not wait versus just order it and then wait. But things have gotten so, people have gotten so accustomed to the to convenience. convenience of ordering things online that no one ever actually goes into stores anymore. Shit, man. I won. I bought a couple of weeks ago. I haven't played it very much, even though I want to. God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation okay. 4. And the day it came out, it was already on my console. Because I pre-ordered it from my console. It already downloaded before the release date. I just couldn't access it. Oh, wow. It. And then at midnight... On the night of the release, that access block unblocked and it was available, right? So right. it's like I I didn't even have to wait. So that's what's going to end up putting stores like GameStop out of, out of business because more and more people are just buying the games online, downloading mm-hmm. it directly to their console, and playing games that way. So the right. convenience is, is not just the industry of fountain pens. It's, it's everything. I think the only way, only place where I can see that convenience not being something that's going to take over a store is in watches because the watch hobby is a very expensive hobby. So if you're going to drop $4,000 on a watch, right, you're not going to do it because it looks nice in a picture on the internet. You're going to want to 
take the watch. You're going to want to wear the watch. You're going to want to see how it feels on your wrist. Maybe it's too big. Maybe it's too small. You know, see what it looks like for real in person. That you can't do online. Well, I would and, say, though, I would then counter argue that all of the same, all of the bullet points that you just made about watches also apply to pens. There's a difference. Okay. You can buy a $100 pen and live with it not being as good as you thought it was. I think people will be less able to live with buying a $4,200 watch and it not being what they thought it was. Right, but the there cost... also are fountain pens that are 2000 4200 or even like up to 17000 that sort mm. of thing. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Though, I would argue that I feel like for watches, it it's harder to buy online. At least for me in my watch journey. Maybe, mm. and full disclosure, my watch journey is a baby journey. Right, so maybe if I knew as much as I do about fountain pens, about as fountain pens, about watches, I'm sure, I don't know how to say this correctly. Maybe if I knew as much about watches as I do about fountain pens, mm -hmm. then buying watches online would be easier for me. Right. Well, I think also too is that it comes to, uh, let's say, if you already hit like a particular brand or collection that you know that you're collecting, and that mm -hmm. you've had a couple of pieces from a particular brand and you know the the level of quality is going to be on par all of a sudden a limited edition comes out in a beautiful color or a new design you're not going to go to this you just know okay i'm right. on this size in this in this watch you know I, I i could gauge by the measurements that they're putting online that it will you know it's about a little bit smaller than one that i have currently so if you have like a basis of understanding already and you just see, oh, it's, it's a new color or it's a, it's like a, you know, a slightly more different model than the one that I have, but close enough, then you would just be like, all right, I don't need to go to store. I'm just buying this right way. Especially right. if they give you that, that whole limited edition, or it's just like a pre-release or something like that, where you're not going to really have much of an opportunity to go out to the store and get it. You're just going to have to like buy it now or just say goodbye to it. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. But I also do think that the the difference in the price for mm. fine watches is just much more than pens. And therefore, for me at least, buying watches online require is just more difficult than buying pens online. Like I need to go see the watch. I need to wear the watch. And also, don't forget, watches are part, is an accessory that you wear. So the watch has to fit you. There's also that. It also has to work with your look, right? I whereas, whereas like a pen, it, it's slightly different. I can't really say why. I guess because, yeah, it's a writing tool and it is part of you, but they're not, I mean, a watch can, you change your watch based on your outfit or vice versa. I don't think you do that with a pen, right? I know so, some people do. Some people get very matchy with it, with being mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I, well, I mean, like, look at me. It's like, I usually buy things blue because I like blue. So I'll buy right. it and yeah. I'll, all of a sudden I have some that I, but this is not a very conscientious thing that I do. I'm just like, I want this style of pen. Which color am I going to pick? Well, they make it in blue. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm buying it in blue, so. Yeah, but I think it's more common. Uh, the standard of matching watches to clothes and clothes to watches is more common than pens to clothes and, you know. Yeah, I would say so. So I think that. And then that, my Yeti microphone, my, my blue <laughs> Yeti microphone's also blue. You know, so in editing software, I can just key out anything blue if I wanted to instead of green. Right. So I could just replace all those colors if you wanted with, like, pink or, or, or you could just make them all disappear, and I'll be like in a tropical paradise. It would just right. be my it's just, disembodied just, face. Just your face you. floating in a, in a tropical paradise, yeah. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, don't forget about the Fountain Pen Hospital, folks. But going on, moving on, I want to talk about this brand here. This okay. is – I want you to talk about this pen. That Tell is me the about Celestial. Okay, so I'm holding up – a pen and let me describe this pen for anybody who is not watching who's just listening a very well-made pen it's 
a flat top and bottom pen. The barrel is this ivory pearlescent acrylic that has a sterling silver center band with a pattern in it. How would you describe how that pattern is in there? Engraved, I guess? Right, I would say so. Yeah, so it's an engraved pattern. And then the section and the thread assembly is this pearlescent, really nice, moderately dark purple. The cap is also the same purple. And the clip is a very beefy, solid, what looks like also sterling silver. It says 92.5K. Yep. So yeah, it's, sterling, it's a sterling silver clip. The nib is a stainless steel number six size Bach nib with a standard Bach feed. It's unscrewable. And this pen is a cartridge converter fountain pen. So it fills using, it fills using a screw-in converter, Schmidt. And you can also use, style. Right, and you can also use cartridges. Now, what I really love about this pen is how fine the tolerances are when it comes to the threads, how smooth it is. Let's see how many rotations it is. It's one, one about one and a half yeah. rotations to cap and uncap. This one's a fine. Tell me about this brand. What do you know about this brand? How did you get this brand at Gold Spot? Like, this is a new brand to me. Yeah, so so Kilk is uh, is a Turkish brand, and they uh, basically they they haven't been making pens for a very long time. They've been only I think producing since maybe like say like twenty eighteen or so. Oh, I didn't but, even know that they existed back then. Yeah, they're 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 relatively new um, in the world of of, of uh, fine writing, but uh, everything is all and really their main thing is that they they kind of like have the same sort of approach that I appreciate about Leonardo is that they use the very solid acrylics and the, the, the nicest acrylics on the market and they make them, they make them very thick. You right. Know, so, I was going to say, this is a very beefy, thick pen. Yeah. So it really adds to the iridescent look. It really adds to the swirliness and the depth of the acrylic. It's really gorgeous. The finial also has an engraved dial on it. It looks really nice. So my question here is: Let's talk. I, I want. Do you, are you in contact with the owners of Kilk? Uh, the the one uh, person I am in contact with, uh, uh, I, I I probably would butcher the pronunciation of his of his name, but it's Arus. Arus. Or, okay. S r r o r u c with the little kind of like the accent mark on it. Um, but uh, but I only just communicated via. Uh, email and messaging, not really had done any do you video know, conferencing or anything like that. So. Do you know if he speaks English? Yeah, um, just, you know, in a very basic sort of way, uh, just just communicating on a, you know, just a, just a strictly, uh, you know, like a transactional sort of English. Like it's not, it's not very, we're not like writing very long emails to each so other. So you never but... actually spoke to him on a telephone or anything like that. So you don't know what his voice sounds like. No. Oh, okay. Because I want to get him on the show. If he speaks English and he's comfortable talking, that would be cool to have him on the show for an interview. But since we don't have him right now, I was just curious. He's been around since 2018. Where has he been? Because I've only been – I only started hearing about him in the last year. Let me see because I could I, – I, I think I did a uh, – let's see. I think I did a write-up on this at some point. Mm. Uh, let me see. Where is it here? The Kilk brand kind of caught me a little, kind of caught me a little off guard. I knew you did have that pen for a while, but I didn't think that we were going to be talking about it today. Otherwise, it you a little you bit wrote the article, but you don't prepared. remember the article. What did you copy? I don't remember because this was a while ago. This was uh, uh, I, I wrote something. Yeah, I wrote something back in July of twenty one. Okay, about the epigram and the camera Laterna models. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was just—I don't think I have anything on their history. But let me let me uh, look it up as we as we're talking here. Uh, but the particular one that you're talking about, the Celestial, the it, like the the two things that well, also we were saying that the acrylic is nice and solid, which is mm -hmm. you know really nice to feel, and and the engineering tolerances tolerances are really nice. Um, the other thing that they really do exceptionally well is they work with the sterling silver component. Mm. So instead of just using you know, let's say your your chrome plated brass or your just your your nickel type of uh, furniture and appointments on their pens. They're using 
solid sterling silver, 925 mm-hmm. sterling silver, and and they do these beautiful accents with it where it's just not a plain thing. It's Everything has like a certain degree of ornamental decorative element to it. Right. And if with the case of the Celestial, they use, uh, they use patterns and uh, geometrical designs you would find in Turkish art. So mm-hmm. it really does give you a bit more of context from where the pen comes from and the, and the art that inspires it and the culture that inspires it too, which Mm -hmm. I think is really cool because sometimes a lot of these pens that are introduced around the world start to look exactly like each other and they don't, they, they, they then fail to retain the cultural influences of the people making the pen. So this, you Mm -hmm. really get a great sense of the artisans behind it. And one of the other things I really appreciate with Kilk is that even though they use Bach nibs, they work. They they make sure that these Bach nibs do not arrive dead on arrival. Like they mm-hmm. they make sure that these Bach nibs will work for you, and that they that they will. And they've had to throw away a lot of uh, bad stuff that you know. Say I don't even know what the the figure was, but it was like pretty alarming to see that it's probably ten out of every eleven. They'd have to throw out so <laughs> many nibs because they just were not up to standard you know and and, yeah but they but they understand that and they still see which i see i like bach when it's a good bach nib it's a great writing nib it's distinctively different than a yovo sure so i like it but the 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 problem is is that it's whether or not the consistency of Mm -hmm. all of the bach nibs that are out there whether or not they're consistent and that's Mm -hmm. where it kind of takes a turn for the worse but posts really well Yeah. yeah so how did you get in touch with these people in the first place uh, I think this was either through Instagram or they have they might have just reached out uh, for a partner in uh, in the United States. Sometimes that does happen. Uh, every once in a while, uh, an email come through to to either myself or through the, to the Gold Spot team, and uh, it'll be like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm launching a pen brand, or uh, I'm you know I'm, I'm interested in bringing this pen to an international market, or you know something like that." And it might have been that in that case. Uh, I am just looking at the the Kilk story on its their website's not exactly the the most detail uh, mm-hmm. like but they have their collections and stuff on there if you go to kilk k i l k dot i s t um, that's where you'd find uh, the brand's main homepage and everything uh, so I actually think they the so from what I am reading in there do you want do you want to share the screen sure uh, let me do that here let's share. Yes, yeah, so that way tab. people can actually see what yeah. so, they're looking at. So yeah, so here, uh, I mean, yeah, you could tell because I mean, the the grammar is not exactly the best, but it 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 you could get the gist of the story. It's been, it, they actually uh, came together in 2020. So okay, thought that was uh, I I I, w- I was off by a little bit, but I knew that they were relatively new, and uh, but I just felt like they've been around for a little bit longer. I mean, especially too is that. They don't really have, like, there's really, I don't feel like there's that much growing pains here. I think that, like, right off the bat, they're making a solid uh, pen. It's just that I just feel maybe they could be making more different designs or more colors or or making a little bit more noise on social media about their stuff. But I think that they take a very, uh, a very, like, intentional approach to this stuff. So they're not like the, they're not like the Estherbrooks of the world that need to release a new color every two seconds. Like, they'll... Uh they'll be like, oh, well, we're now doing this. And especially since they're a smaller company, they may not have the capabilities to just keep running the same pen and like many different types of acrylics and things like that. Right. And it looks to me that Kilk is a brand that makes pens. They're not mm-hmm. a brand that has pens made. And, and there's a difference to those. There's a difference. As Let me read our story real quick. It says, yeah. if you scroll back up to the brown section where... Yeah. It says, our story, as members of a civilization founded on letters in Istanbul, we had no choice but to produce writing instruments. Okay. That, well, <laughs> they were they were forced. <laughs> it sounds like they were coerced to make writing instruments, which, I mean, it's, it's not the, the, the worst thing in the world <laughs> to be, yeah. you know, to have no choice but to write, make writing instruments. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. So let me read the next part. Every pen is a poet in its own realm. Kilk whose seeds were planted in an art workshop that originated from friendly conversations in, I, I don't know even how to pronounce Uskudar. that. 
Uskadar. But that that's if those umlauts don't change the like we're pronouncing it based on English. I don't know yeah. what that is, but let's say Uskadar. The city that saw the conquest was fed by the dreams, ideas, and chants of the art environment in his story of becoming a plane tree. <laughs> right. Okay, so there's the And it's plain like it's plain P L A N E, not Right. You know, right. Yeah. So, you know, listen, they probably they're probably just not hundred percent fluent with Yes. Language arts that, and English. That is quite so. evident, yes. All right. Kilk, from design to production and even its adventure with writing lovers, develops on the hair legs on which the concepts of humor, aesthetics, ergonomics, and durability are based. All right. I'm not really – I'm not I'm not understanding. I, I think what they did <laughs> is they just typed it out in, in Turkish and mm -hmm. then Google, Google Translate. translate. Yeah. 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 So – Kirk desires to accompany writing lovers for generations with its exclusive designs, standard models, as well as limited editions and applications specific to individuals slash institutions. In 2020, by joining some pen enthusiasts to the team, branches of the Kilk grow through the most beautiful. Kirk also offers, Kilk also offers on a global scale, professional writing instruments as they value their own design and manufacture in Turkey and reach wider audiences. We always look forward to the opportunity to meet for a coffee in our sold. They got me for a coffee <laughs> in our workshop, and we always look forward to it. Okay, so so twenty twenty is not to make fun of you, Tom. Mm -hmm. Twenty twenty, it's the year twenty twenty two. They started, they started, I guess, making their appearances in late twenty twenty one, and now it's twenty twenty two. It's a, kind of a big difference. If they if they were around in 2018, that's two years where they're just absolutely doing nothing. So 2020 to me makes a little bit more sense. I think that they got something here. I think that they got something good on their hands, right? And what I noticed when I held Kilk pens, because I have two of them, is I have the same feeling of uniqueness I get when I'm holding a... Banu pen, two vastly different right. pens. But when it comes to a Kilk pen, they're, yeah, they're a pen. Like how much different can you make a pen? But when holding a Kilk pen, there is something unique about it in terms of its design. If you look at the epigram fountain pen on the top left corner of the screen that you're showing right there, right. something just looks very unique and feels very unique and different. Same with the celestial pen. And we're back with the epigram. This one's nice. Very rich looking colors and acrylics. I'm sorry it's, if I'm bouncing around too quick. No, that's right. You mentioned the celestial and I was like, all right, I want to keep up with you. Right. But there's a uniqueness and a newness to the design that doesn't exist in other fountain pens. Like it's, it's not just, it doesn't look as standard. It definitely looks intentionally different in terms of design, in terms of acrylic. There's very little out there that kind of looks like it. So, mm -hmm. and they make such differences with subtleties, right? Right. Like there are flat top standard fountain pens, but they do things with the shape, the design, the width, the girth, the center band that really changes it and makes it different. They're not cheap. Holy shit. The epigram 160 to 190 seems fair. Mm -hmm. What is this Orient pen? That's why is this $260? I mean, it's beautiful. I'm not saying it's not worth it, but I mean, I guess because there's sterling silver in the pen, like all right. the center bands, all the furniture on the pen, they are sterling silver. So, and sterling silver is in fact a precious metal. So I'm not saying it's not worth it. Ooh, that one's nice. That green one. Yeah. This is the same Jade type of material that you saw with uh what leonardo had made one i think mm -hmm. esterbrook there was that sea glass one that was the same it's the same type of acrylic but this mm -hmm. has got like you're saying it has the added piece of the sterling silver that adds not only the prestige of sterling silver versus other materials but then also the weight and the and the feel of it is a lot different you know because mm -hmm. it does provide that a little bit of extra luxury to the pen okay i mean it looks it definitely looks different i definitely like it it's really gorgeous let's what do they cost these pens i know that this is the this is the pen company 
themselves what do retailers in the u.s sell them for can you this would be see? this the, all of these would be sold at the full uh retail price okay so these don't qualify for any kind of standard 20 percent discount no but the but you would be able to let's say use potato on this so you if you use a potato if you use, you potato, use potato on it a potato will get you an additional 10 percent discount on this pen so yes. though i don't typically endorse potatoes because they're not keto friendly in the case of purchasing this pen if you wanted to purchase it at gold spot using my affiliate link you can use coupon code potato and you can purchase these pens and get an extra discount i mean i this think is, the this is one of my favorite ones um this is like a new matte black finish the uh, camera laterna but yeah. this uh this one with the uh, chatoyant uh, pearl black acrylic is is the one that uh, I've commonly seen at gold spot that it just, this is a fantastic, beautiful looking tribute to like cinema noir. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it's just the, the fun little details about like the leader, uh, the, the three, two, one, uh, leader that's, mm. that's kind of the band around the barrel. Then the, uh, at the top of the cap, uh, there's the, the reel, which actually spins. It spins. Oh and it shit. Spins, really? It spins flawlessly. Like they spent so much time probably trying to make this so that it it will work perfectly so that you could fidget with it and spin that 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 reel and it will just spin beautifully. It's not like one of those like little cheapy things where you're just like, oh, it just feels. They they really do take that time and effort to mm. make it really cool and and also just like the clip being like the 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 celluloid film the shape and stuff yeah it's just it's just done it's so so very well as per the theme mm. and and then also what really uh, is satisfying about this pen is that as you see with the shape of the barrel it steps down into that uh it, like as you get to the bottom part of the barrel and the cap has like a vacuum sort of fit on it so I so see. very satisfying to you put know the cap now that i'm looking in. at this pen i'm having sudden like Re recollection of Vanessa talking about Kilk. Was yes. she involved in connecting you with Kilk? Because I feel I, like she, I feel like I, don't, she, I think she... at the same time we were we were communicating about it. I might have sent her a Kilk at one point. I think we mm -hmm. sent we sent David Big uh, Boot a, a pen from Kilk possibly too. Uh, but I think at the same time we were because they they were just kind of getting their legs and starting and mm -hmm. I, I think they were kind of getting out to everybody at the same time i mm -hmm. you know i honestly i don't remember exactly how things had started mm -hmm. at that at that point but i think we all just kind of started to know about it at the same time because they were making an effort to become a worldwide right brand. i mean i i'm only saying that because vanessa ha happens to be kind of a matchmaker in the pen industry like she she you know, she got Joya in touch with luxury brands. She got cool. several brands in touch with several distributors and got them distributed in the United States using her influence. Yeah, I, I feel like this is also one of them. I'll I'll reach out to her and clarify because if she's due credit, I want to make sure she gets it. Absolutely, I forget you know, though. But yeah, to be it's honest, been a while. I'm sorry, Vanessa, if if I am not, because <laughs> I see she's on here too. Yeah, so I'm like looking at the so they got the the, the reviews I, on here. She she I remember her raving about the camera Laterna. It's called. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures, man. And this is one of those times where I'm like, maybe you just got to have it in your hand to appreciate it. Because I'm looking this at is this. definitely one of those. Yep. This is definitely one of those that it just doesn't. Yeah. You, you're looking at it and you're like, you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm into movies, but I don't know the the pen doesn't really do much for me. But then when you have it in your hand, you're playing around with it and yeah. putting the cap on the back and then playing with the, the little reel on the cap. You're like, dude, dude, they just, they, they, they really did this. Like right. somebody put so this that, together and made that's this That's what pen. I'm saying. I'm, I'm hearing all these cool things about it. I think I have to have it in my hand to appreciate it. Cause I'm looking at this and I'm like, that is one ugly fucking pen. Well, you know what it is, is that this, not to, not to belittle this design or just say that, but like, like if Montegrappa introduced a pen like this, like Montegrappa would be charging $4,000. Yeah. It'd be charging some ridiculous sum of money right. for this type of pen. But, but like, this has a kind of Montegrappa-esque sort of thematic build around the pen and customization sure. to it. Sure. But does not have the same overwhelming 
you know, sense of design. Like they over, like Monte Grappa tends to over design the pens and make them right. like they they put so many d- different details on it, like the Lord of the Rings one or the 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 Monte Grappa Chaos or you know, so, so many different editions that are just like they just go buck wild on it. But this is right. like they, I feel like they tastefully did it to the point where they just added the few accents here and there, and just to call out the theme and just let the pen talk for itself. Why are all their pictures in black and white? I feel like that's a disservice to Well, this particular can... edition is only the black and but that's that's the whole idea behind it is that it's it's the early stage of cinema which was only in black and white. I get that, but real life isn't in black and white and they're trying to sell a pen that isn't in black and white. They should just But the, put... but but this but this one is though. Like it's just black and silver. Right, but what about the other one, the Chatoyant Black? You can't really tell it's, that it's... it's just it's just black. It's it really is like a it's like a black gray Chatoyant color. Yeah, I I really hope you're not telling me that the pictures justify the pen by saying that that's what it looks <laughs> like because I'm looking at it and the fact that it's a picture in black and white really takes away from the depth of the colors and the design and stuff. I mean, Maybe, maybe it's one of those things I have to have in my hand. I'm, I'm not. I like the idea that they're dedicating it to film. I like the 19 millimeter cl- like celluloid clip that looks like film. I like the little spinning finial that's the little wheel or whatever. I like all that stuff. But the pen, the flat top look, and all that stuff looks dull, and it looks even duller because it's in black and white. They should have included a couple of color pictures. Right, Look, I'm like gonna show, I'm going to show you. This is what the picture looks like. This is what the pen looks like in in reality. Well, in this was a photograph by Josh at Gold at Gold Spot. So this is okay. This is what you're. I mean, you could see like a little bit of the 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 trim, like this, right. the sterling silver trim, kind of takes on a little bit more of a Patina. you know a warmer tone. Yeah, uh, in in certain areas, but the the acrylic is black. <laughs> oh wow it's like... so it, it actually looks like like the color the pen itself literally has the colors of a silent film right so when i'm looking at this pen i'm literally feel like i'm looking at a silent film an object in a silent film and right. that's what the pen was designed to look like exactly wow that's it what was that silent film movie that was released like in the last 10 years it was a modern film, but they made it in the silent film style. And it was a really good movie. Really good movie. So basically, the movie starts off in the silent film industry. A silent film actor is somewhat arrogant about the fact that they're doing what's called talkies. And that's when they start to introduce sound into the films. Right? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I wish I remember the name of it. And I remember... The story goes like there's this guy, he's like the, the most famous silent film actor. He's really arrogant and stuff like that. Someone proposes the idea of using sound in the movies and he's like, what kind of movie would that be? That's crazy, you know? And then a female, the female main protagonist in the movie, gorgeous girl, I forgot her name also, she becomes famous in the talkies. And, oh man, I wish I remember the name of the movie. Oh, it's called The Artist. That's what it's called. It's called The Artist. So I really feel like looking at that pen really brought back artist vibes, that movie where everything is a silent film. And then when you showed me the color picture of the pen that Josh took, it's literally a piece of silent film turned into a fountain pen. Right. That's what it looks like to me. And I feel like, well, knowing that now, it's somewhat impressive. But to me still ugly until I have it in my hand and look at it because I remember Vanessa telling me about it and I'm like you know she's texting me pictures and I'm, she's sending me pictures of it online and I'm like yeah great and I'm like that looks nice and I'm saying that just to be polite right because <laughs> you know she's telling me how much she likes something I'm not going to be like well that, that looks ugly but she was so like thrilled about it I was just like okay I'm sure it's nice yeah sounds cool and I kind of just moved on but my interest has been peaked. But again, this is one of those things where in order for me to pull the trigger on it, and I feel like for a lot of people, they need to hold it. Well, see, there goes back to your argument with the watches and the pens. That's where if you had it at a pen store, it'd be a good one to see in person. And that's right. It definitely would be. Even though it is $300, it's not a $4,000 watch. 
Mm-hmm. This is one of those ones that, being that there's nothing else that's really like it, mm-hmm. you may want to take a look at it and feel it and see it in person to fully then understand what the idea and the concept and how it's executed and how it may fit for your particular you okay. know, writing style. Game time. For a pen like the Celestial, mm-hmm. in a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that someone who sees a picture of the Celestial will be satisfied with it when they get it in their house? If they, How satisfied that they would get on a scale yeah. of 1 to 10? Right, on a scale of 1 to 10, how of your 1 being the least confident, 10 being the most confident, how confident would you be on a scale of 1 to 10 that if a person sees pictures of the Celestial mm-hmm. and orders it and receives it, that they'd be happy? I think that would be a nine. A nine. Okay. So that's pretty high. I agree. I think seeing the celestial online and then getting it and then, then receiving it, I would say with a confidence of a scale of one to 10, a nine that people would be happy with what they bought based on what they see online. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you the same question about the film pen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what my personal rating is after you tell me how confident are you that somebody will be satisfied with the film, whatever that pen is called. What is it called? The the camera f- Laterna? Camera Laterna. How confident are you on a scale of 1 to 10 that they'll be happy with the pen based on the pictures that they saw? I would say the only reason I would not get down a point, I would say 8. And the only reason I would do that is because... The, when I was, I remember when I was writing with it and I was playing, you know, did like a review and on and everything that the, the only thing that doesn't come across, well, I mean, of course, like the, the little spinny thing does not, you can't see that in action unless you saw a video of it. Um, so that actually may add a point. So I might just like say it's a nine, but the, the spinny real part at the top of the cap also then if let's say like, if you have it posted on the back and you're writing with it because it is free floating in there that it would spin so easily is that you would then hear the parts kind of as when you're writing with it, you would hear the parts kind of almost like a jingling, jingling, like almost like a, like you're you know, in a Western and you hear the boot spurs, you know, that's kind of cool. So it is, it's kind of like that because the, the metal is so fine that like you would hear that, right. That spinning. So let me ask you this though. That, that, that seems negligible to me. Do you think someone who only sees the picture of the pen and then buys it would be more so would be happier than they expected or less happy than they expected? I think that they would be more happy than okay. expected. And what's that level of confidence on a scale of one to ten that they'd be more happy? I would say, I would, yeah, I would say because I said, I said you that would say what? Finish that sentence. You would say, I would say, I would say a nine. Okay, that's great. Give it a nine, so yeah. me not having held the pen, looking at mm-hmm. the picture, my mm-hmm. confidence levels at a low four. Okay, because I've never held it. Now maybe if I held it and played with it, I could say nine. But I can't because looking at that, I can't. I I just I I just don't have the confidence. And that's the kind of confidence that people would have when it comes to pulling the trigger to buying that le- camera Laterna pen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now you obviously having handled it. And you having experienced it, you can say nine, but what can you say to convince people to feel a nine when they're like me and they're at a four? Well, there's really no other way to do it other than let's say, you know, let's say seeing a video on it would give it a little bit more context, a little bit more, uh, seeing it in action Mm -hmm. and, and seeing somebody actually write with it, kind of get a better idea. Also like proportion wise, seeing it in someone's hand to be like, okay, well then I could see it perform. I could see how the, the, the mechanics of that real work. And I could see it in a more, even though it's still two dimensional because you're seeing it in a stitch together in a video that it will give you a little bit more dimension to it rather than just seeing just a static picture. So I kind of feel that that would be the only other thing that you could do aside from, let's say, just sending it to somebody you know, to, to play with on a, on a trial basis. And then if they, you know, are in love with it, they keep it, that sort of thing, Mm. you know, but we, there's no mechanism for that at this point with the pen world, other than like, let's say, you know, a decent return policy, which is, which is fine too. It's like, that's, you know, you order things like you have a 30 day return policy. You could, you could dip test it, try it out. 
you know, so you see it, you don't like it, send it back, you know, something else or, or a refund, that sort of thing. So oh, that, that's so, your other, that's your other right. recourse in this, in this case. Right. So I see. So the best because thing like, because can... like physical stores are not that present. Right. So, you know, so yeah. I guess the best thing you can do to, for someone who is a four of 10 conf, four out of 10 confidence level is tell them, listen, if you don't like it, you can always return it within yeah. 30 days. Right. So that's actually, that's a, an insurance buffer for somebody who's going to be spending the two, 300 bucks on the pen. Right. And I think that's, I think that's an excellent option because yeah. for something, for something like this, I'm a nine out of 10 confidence that if they bought this, they're going to keep it. But with that camera Laterna, I can't say the same thing. And largely because I don't have it, I don't, I didn't play with it like you did. I'm only at a four out of 10. And if I'm at a four out of 10, knowing pens as I do, then that means any other customer just like me will be at a four out of 10 when it comes to buying the pen. And they're going to need some sort of, I guess, reassurance, or, reassurance, or there you go. Additional yeah, re reassurance that they're, they're not going to be underwhelmed because they may be by the picture, but they want to give it a shot, but they're afraid right. that it'll, it'll be a, just a, a blow to their wallet and knowing that there's a reassurance in terms of the return policy. I think that's a, a great thing. I think that's, that's definitely excellent, but yeah, yeah, they should definitely, I think everyone listening should definitely check out Kilk. I love these threads. They are so smooth and they're, they're, the tolerances are so tight. It is just so satisfying. But that's what I was saying about the the Laterna is that the their tolerance for that cap posting on the back is phenomenal. It kind of oh, yeah. it just has that it has that vacuum sort of fit where you just mm -hmm. put it on the cap and you're like this thing is secure because you know because you know I'm a I'm a big poster kind of writing type person and mm -hmm. uh, the better a cap posts the more like I usually like it and then this thing posts fantastically. I was just like this is that's next level posting right there. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to receiving one. Wink, wink, Tom. <laughs> and if anybody else out there has experienced Kilk, has any Kilk pens or is thinking about buying a Kilk pen, don't be shy. Reach out to us at pentertainmentpodcast.gmail.com and utilize our platform and my platform, Tom and I's platform here, to have a discussion about helping you make the decision outside of gold spot because like if you write to gold spot you know you might think and i don't i know this not to be true about tom that they're just going to try to sell you you write tom here or you write tom at gold spot he's definitely going to be honest he'll tell you not to buy stuff he'll tell you not to buy a five thousand dollar parker pen because it's cheaper to go to london and spend a week there than it is to buy a parker pen that's dedicated to the queen but if you want to reach out to us at Pentertainment Podcast, I can throw in my input as, as well as with Tom and help you make a decision. Or if you have any questions about it or opinions you want to share, definitely reach out to us because we're interested to hear them, especially with new brands. This to me is an exciting brand. It's mm -hmm. new. It's different. It's not a samey brand. It's a pen yep. brand that actually makes pens. They don't have pens made and not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's some, for, for me, when a pen makes, when a brand makes the pen, they know more about that pen and they know the construction of that pen like nobody's business. They know how many rotations are in the cap. They know how many rotations are in different models. They know why there are separate, why one pen will have one and a half and one pen will have two. Or if there is a pen in the same line that has different rotations in the cap, they'll know why and they'll fix it. There's a lot of brands out there. They'll just be like, all right, it is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. No, you want every pen to have the same number of rotations within the line. That's the way I see. And if you can't explain to me why it's different or what you can do to reduce the rotations, increase the rotations, if you can't do those things, it means you don't have a hand in the kitchen. You're just hiring a chef. And like I said, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's something more intimate about a brand that makes pens as opposed to just has pens made. And Kilk is one of those brands that makes pens as opposed to just have them made. You saw the pictures online. I think it was really interesting how you have these guys sitting at the the thing with the 
with the Dr. Brown goggles on, looking at stuff and fixing stuff. They're doing it themselves there. So the passion they have for the intricacies and the minutia of every detail shows in the pen. And that's one thing I really appreciate about this Kilk pen. I really do love yeah. how this pen is. I do, I do like it a lot, and I, I, I could appreciate the fact that they go through that level of difficulty in manufacturing and, and doing these things and the tolerances and the, uh, the, the infusion of the, of the, the cultural art that, mm -hmm. you know, surrounds the brand that it's, it's this distinct identity that they've created. And I'm always looking forward to seeing what they will introduce next and, yeah. you know, wow us with something that's brand new. So they're, they're, they're dealing directly with retailers, correct? Yes. Hmm. Maybe they, they should consider things. Maybe yeah. they should do distributor things, right? Because think about it. They've been around for two years and I know who they are and I just found out who they are, mm -hmm. right? Maybe through distribution, they can spread more, you know? And this well, goes back to our Maybe through the podcast, the, the people will know about this now, like in a lot, in a big way. It's yeah, going to be their number one listen to podcast ever. It will be yeah. this episode. Hopefully. Hopefully, because yes. I love to help brands. I love to help people and stuff like that. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they will. But this is the Kilk Pen. I want everybody to check it out. If you can, please check it out at my affiliate link. That'll be much appreciated. And use coupon code POTATO for an additional savings on this pen. Thank Having said that, we are out of time. I want to thank you guys for joining us again for episode number 145 of the Penboy Roy Pender David podcast. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.